Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from the Hooking Up, Overthink podcast with Ellie Anderson and David M. Peña Guzman episode of Overthink. Claim. Key books mentioned. The Ethics of Hooking Up by James Roca. American Hookup by Lisa Wade. No Future by Lee Edelman. Intro. Ellie Anderson Pomona College and David M. Peña Guzman, San Francisco State University, are philosophy professors and hosts of the Overthink podcast, the philosophy podcast you actually want to listen to. Check out Ellie's website. Check out David's biography. In this episode of the Overthink podcast, Ellie and David chat about the history, theory, and criticism of the hookup culture topics covered include sexual ethics, the power imbalance between women and men, and the conservative critique. Hosts Ellie Anderson David M. Peña Guzman Lascivious lust of sexual liberation Madonna whore complex Polarized perceptions of women as either chaste and pure, Madonnas or as promiscuous whores. Women are categorized as one or the other, or sometimes as both. The alternatives for their sexual identity are limited. The distinction slightly shifted because we no longer expect women to be Madonnas. Women are expected to have hookups, to be sexually liberated but only to a certain point. Reality television series like Boy Island it exposes our society's preoccupation with sex and sexuality. These shows are only possible in the context of hookup culture. There's a weird norm in heterosexual hookup culture, women are not allowed to be clingy or desperate. But they are also assumed to be secretly expecting a relationship when they hook up. The practice of hooking up raises a lot of philosophical questions related to feminist theory, queer theory, and ethics. Was hooking up mean? Hookup culture is a relatively new cultural phenomena. James Roca defines a hookup as a sexual encounter by two people not in a committed relationship. The definition is ambiguous because the term sexual encounter is very subjective. It can be a makeout session, sexual intercourse, or just spending time with someone else. Does hooking up always involve sexual intercourse? It is a broader category of connection. You don't say a lot of what happened. Quote, a hookup is a hookup, and not a lot of details are divulged. David M. Peña Guzman. The ambiguity of the term is useful because it allows people to keep their sexual life private. For many women, it helps them to protect their status as good girls. Hooking up is a new iteration of some previous phenomena like making out, necking and petting. For most of the 20th century, the term meant to meet up or network. The origin of hookup culture. Hookup culture started on college campuses. Today, it is present in pre-college and post-college life. High school students feel the pressure to hook up and be part of a larger social dynamic. People in their 30s also experience this pressure, especially in urban settings. Lisa Wade and Joseph Paget trace the roots of the hookup culture, the rise of fraternities in American universities in the mid-1800s, and the rise of women liberation movements in the early 20th century. The origin of the hookup culture is a combination of fraternities and the idea that men go on a hunt for women. Historically, men have been encouraged to have sex with as many women as possible. Women had to limit their sexual activity to be, quote, wifey material, purity culture. 
in recent decades, women have been encouraged to pursue their sexual desires more openly. Women are rejecting purity culture. Quote, in a sense, what hookup culture does is extend the traditionally masculine form of sexual activity to women. Ellie Anderson. The erotic marketplace. There is a strong feeling of pressure to compete in the hookup culture, or what Lisa Wade calls the erotic marketplace. The idea that everyone is having sex but you are very detrimental. There is a perception students have that their peers are constantly hooking up, which is not true. In the book Guyland, Michael Kimmel reviews a study showing only 80% of college students had ever had sex in their entire lives. The hookup culture is unforgiving to those who are excluded from the market due to cultural or religious differences, or low social capital. Dating apps allow people to jump right into the hookup phase, no alcohol and party rituals. They allow people a framework for expressing their interest in somebody else. There is some level of control swiping, messaging to signal if you are open to talking, as opposed to being at a party and getting approached by a stranger. They can be problematic if they are used to filter people from certain communities or because of cultural identity. Radical casualness and meaninglessness. The key element of hooking up is establishing the meaninglessness of the hookup. It is necessary to show that the other person means nothing to you. You don't acknowledge them, you don't say hi, recognize them or do anything else that could be interpreted as a violation of the norms of hooking up. Everything must be so casual to the point of severing any responsibility to the person. What about basic decency? Are men more interested in detaching sexual intercourse from feelings and attachment? Is it possible to have no feelings about a hookup, regardless of sex and gender? Hookup culture's norm of radical casualness undermines basic human decency. Something that involves many sensations ends up being senseless. Sex doesn't have to be about long-term commitment. Confusion of commitment with feelings is indicative of our cultural ideas about sex and romance. You can have casual sex without commitment, but why abandon feelings? This comes back to the Madonna whore complex. Are women hookup buddies or marriage material? Are ethical hookups possible? The most common critiques of hookup culture are typically in defense of monogamy or purity culture. Sex without romance or commitment is fundamentally immoral. Here, David and Ellie take a different approach. Is it ever possible to ethically engage in a hookup? According to James Roca, when we hook up with someone, we are disrespecting them because we are treating them as a commodity and pursuing our pleasure. The problem is not casual sex per se, it is the ritual of the hookup culture. Quote, I think that within the structure that exists of hookup culture, which is highly problematic, there is an opening for possibly ethically permissible hookups, but it depends on the individual. David M. Peña Guzman. The practice of the hookup culture is interwoven with a ritual that undermines people's ability to respect others, but that does not mean that individual hookups are always going to be like that. Quote, I think I would like to see a future where we move towards much more anarchic, respectful, and ambiguous ways of engaging in casual sex that doesn't have the kind of contradictions endemic to the idea of hooking up, Ellie, Anderson. For Ellie, casual sex without commitment is ethically permissible, insofar that we don't treat the other person as a commodity and negate basic human sentiments, eat goodwill towards the person. Re-envisioning sex and sexuality 
the critique from feminists is another major critique of hookup culture. There is a double standard in men's and women's experiences of hooking up. The hookup culture leaves women dissatisfied in heterosexual contexts. The dangers of hookup culture are very different for men and women. According to statistical data, women risk sexual assault and men risk getting into an unwanted relationship. Men's sexual and emotional goals are more likely to be met in hookups than women's are. Women are pressured to engage in the hookup culture, but they are expected to maintain purity. On the upside, the space of experiments of casual sex offers liberatory potential in resisting heteronormativity and toxic masculinity. Because there is no end goal, hooking up is a form of resistance towards the logic of nuclear family, first love, then marriage, what Lauren Berlant calls a love plot. Hookup culture moves us away from reproductive futurism, the idea of reproducing social order via our children. Queer communities offer the most innovative ethical insights because they involve more communication and resist the rigid social structures of sexual practices. Quote, but I think what happens a lot in queer communities is an explicit negotiation of different norms around sex that often, although certainly not always, go hand in hand with respecting individuals as individuals and making explicit what would otherwise go unspoken because there is no sort of first base, second base, third base teleology in queer sex, Ellie Anderson. That wraps up the notes for this episode. Five star ratings are very much appreciated. Don't forget to go to podcastnotes.org and subscribe to our free newsletter. The Top 10 Ideas of the Week. Every Monday.